You're listening to Comedy Central. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. February 20th, 2018. From Comedy Central's World News Headquarters in New York, this is The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Ears Edition. Tonight's guest from the new miniseries Waco, Taylor Kitsch is joining us, everyone. But first, but first, there is a major food crisis that is gripping Great Britain. Britain's Telegraph reports that a KFC chicken shortage forced stores to close across the UK. More than 550 KFCs remain closed, and some customers are not happy. It does seem unbelievable, really, that... All the chicken, there's farmers, surely there's enough chickens. It's a chicken place, so <laughs> they should have enough chicken. We want to get in there, sit down, have some food, but we can't do that today. My reaction is angry, sad, and disappointed. British KFCs are out of chicken. Finally, an international problem President Trump can understand. <laughs> He's going to be on the first plane out, like, we need to help these people immediately. <laughs> Don't worry, Britishers, this is a job I was born for. <laughs> By the way, was I the only person who thought it was weird that everyone who eats KFC in the UK is a kid? <laughs> and on top of that, they're so polite. Like, in Britain, even a kid throwing a tantrum in a fast food place is like, Mother, I'm angry, <laughs> sad, and disappointed. <laughs> Truly, if I don't get my popcorn nuggets forthwith, I shall be forced to hurl my body upon the floor in protest. Ah! Ah! Well, that's that then. Pip-pip, cheerio. Now, uh, as sad as those mini Harry Potters are, in many ways, I feel like that's the kind of thing that kids are supposed to be sad about. You know? That they can't get the lunch they want. Unfortunately, kids in America are dealing with much bigger problems. By now, we all know the tragic story of the Parkland, Florida shooting. 
A 19-year-old who had purchased multiple weapons walked into his high school that he was expelled from and shot and killed 17 students and teachers. And even though these shootings are happening more and more frequently, I refuse to get used to it. I also refuse to accept the idea that nothing can be done. And look, my first instinct, I'm going to be honest, my first instinct is to talk about limiting guns. But, but I'm an idiot. I get it, you know? Yeah, in my dumb mind, I keep thinking that gun violence is somehow related to guns. <laughs> I haven't quite figured it out yet. But the one thing I am sure about is that a lot of people in America think that after a shooting, that is not the time to talk about guns. Yeah, apparently it's way too soon. You see, there needs to be a waiting period before you can just get a gun conversation going. It's a lot more responsible. And now, if, if you told someone that they had to solve gun violence, but they couldn't talk about guns, most people would be like, well, then there's nothing I can do. But most people are not Fox News. Because over the last few days, <laughs> Fox showed us that once you remove the obvious solution, you have no choice but to get creative. We need to protect kids, and that means we've got to have metal detectors, we've got to have experienced cops, I don't care if they're retired or they're still cops working in the schools, and we've got to be able to have perimeter controls. Well, wait, 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 is she still speaking about schools? Because it sounds like she, she wants to build a compound in The Walking Dead. <laughs> protect the kids, build a perimeter around the wall, I need them dead now! So her idea is, uh, don't touch guns, just turn the school into a fortress. Yeah. And hey, why, why stop with cops and perimeter controls? Why not post snipers on the roof? Yeah. Dig a moat, fill it with gun-eating sharks. Yeah. <laughs> Stick the heads of other school shooters on spikes outside the school to deter another attack. But I don't know, that, that seems like a crazy idea. You can't have a school with snipers and armed guards patrolling the perimeter. No, apparently, we need those guns in the classroom. We should start thinking about arming teachers. A minimum of six to eight teachers and administrators who are trained in the use of firearms. It's an issue of not enough superior firepower to stop these killers. So now you want teachers to have guns. Like, my teacher didn't even know who was talking in class. <laughs> now you want to trust them to shoot the right kid? <laughs> Think about it. How many times did your teacher yell at the kid next to the kid who was talking? Like one time, my teacher tried to hit one of the kids with a blackboard eraser, missed completely and hit the kid next to him. You want to give those people guns? <laughs> These ideas are so absurd. It's like a game show host walked into Fox News and just said, uh, the next category is worst ways to solve gun violence. Go. <laughs> like it might be kind of fun to live in their world, you know, when you think about it. Like it's a world free of embarrassment. No idea is too ridiculous. Because I've, I've got tons of those ideas. In fact, I'll, I'll give you one right now. All right, so look. The problem is school shootings, right? So, let's just get rid of the schools. Yeah. <laughs> stick with me, stick with me, people. You can't school shoot without a school. <laughs> Everyone gets homeschooled, that way no one can shoot their friends because homeschool kids don't have any friends. Problem solved. <laughs> Actually, uh, that was kind of fun, yeah. All right, all right, Fox News, it's your turn again. Self-defense classes are the best okay. thing for a kid. So it's time that we actually think about this rationally and go, how do you improve upon this? Well, you train them. Learning combat, learning hand-to-hand -hand combat. Hand-to-hand -hand combat? Does this guy know what a gun is? You see, it's only hand-to-hand -hand if both people agree to use their hands. Hand-to-hand -hand combat will only help you if the other person isn't armed or if their weapon of choice is a wooden board. 
It's like, relax, everyone. I've trained for this very specific moment. Come here. Hiya! <laughs> These ideas are just priceless, man. Oh, that gives me another one. All right, I got it. I got a few complaints about my homeschooling ideas, so scratch that. We keep the schools and equip them with huge super magnets, right? Then, when a shooting starts, the teacher presses a button and the magnet grabs everything metallic. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we'll lose a few kids with braces, but... That's the price of freedom. Now, look. Look, the truth is, we can't blame people on Fox for coming up with ridiculous ideas, right? It's not their job to be responsible or even solve problems at all, so they can just shut up and dribble. Solving problems <laughs> is the job of Congress, or at least I thought it was, until Florida Senator Marco Rubio schooled all of us. If someone's decided I'm going to commit this crime, they'll find a way to get the gun to do it. That doesn't mean you shouldn't have a law that makes it harder. It just means understand to be honest. It isn't going to stop this from happening. Ah, uh, nothing inspires more confidence than a lawmaker who doesn't believe in the power of laws. Yeah. It's like your pastor saying, hey, man, I would pray for your cancer, but, I mean, who knows if this shit really works? <laughs> I don't know. And by the way, it's weird how Marco Rubio is super confident in laws and their power when it comes to restricting drugs and terrorism and abortion and literally everything else. And it's only when it comes to guns that these people suddenly become all zen. Look, man, if the universe wants it to happen, it's gonna happen, man. Yeah, we're all just flowing down the river of time. <laughs> so another mass shooting, and we're in exactly the same place. Don't talk about the guns, and don't bother changing the laws. It feels like nothing's ever gonna change. Except this time, there was one big difference those meddling kids. Six days after the school massacre in Parkland, Florida, the nation's youth are seizing the megaphone. They are demanding changes to America's gun laws. On Tuesday, students meet with state lawmakers in Tallahassee, and from there, prepare for rallies this week in Parkland, Florida, and across the country next month, including a march on Washington. It has to be more difficult for somebody who is mentally ill and disabled like him to acquire weapons of mass destruction. Weapons like an AR-15. We don't want to disarm America. We want to make America have to work for their weapons. A 19-year-old who can't purchase an alcoholic beverage should not be allowed to purchase an AR-15. They say that tougher gun laws do not decrease gun violence. We call BS! God damn, these kids are not messing around. Wow! Yeah. I mean... This also just goes to show how upside down everything becomes when guns are involved. Like, now kids are acting like adults, and adults are acting like children. Because you've got senators like, you're taking my favorite toys! This is so unfair! And the kids are like, you can't have them if you're not responsible enough to handle them. I hate you! You're not even my real founding father! I hate you! You know, these kids are inspirational. They're doing town halls. They're marching on Congress, all while mourning the loss of their fellow schoolmates. So what they may lack in experience, they seem to be making up for with sharp moral clarity. And I know some people think, they're just kids. Can they really make a difference? Well, think of it this way. Their generation found a way to make it cool to eat Tide Pods. (laughs) So there's nothing they can't do. We'll be right back. 
AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a, a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful beauty. Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com news. That's LifeLock.com news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. My guest tonight portrays Branch Davidian leader David Koresh in Paramount Network's six-part series called Waco. Please welcome Taylor Kitsch. Welcome. I, uh, first and foremost, happy birthday. Aww. I had to. Thank you very much. Happy birthday to you, too. Uh, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm a huge fan of yours. I have been for a long time, but I've never seen you in a role like this. For people who don't know, in, in, the, in the shortest way possible, what was the Waco siege about? What is the story really talking breath. about? 
Uh, it's a, an event in 1993 that was uh, a cult, a, a Branch Davidian religious group that was in Waco, Texas, that basically ended up, ended up in a 51-day standoff with the ATF and the FBI and ended with um, it burning to the ground and 76 people dying in that building. It's, it's a tragic story, and it's laid out in this miniseries in, in six parts, and it's, it's one of the most confusing stories on an emotional level. Because you play Koresh, right? You play David Koresh, who was the leader of what some people call a cult, and then other people say, no, 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 it was, right. it was a religious organization. Right. You're playing a, a complicated character, and you're, you're making us like him. How do you think you achieve that? Because he's, he's not the most likable human being. I had the same question in, in the start of prep. It was just because my first mistake in prepping for him was in the first few weeks where I was judging. Obviously, there's some reprehensible stuff that he's done or did. And once I stopped judging that and trying to understand why he did what he did or led the way he led and studied the way he studied, because it... Through prep, you're listening to hundreds of hours of calls with Child Protective Services, with Gary Nesner, the lead FBI negotiator. And his crutch was the Bible. It was the unknown. And he could lay fear into that. And when you can't prove or disprove that, he has something to stand on. And that's how brilliant he was with that. He was an incredible manipulator. Um, he, He really gave purpose to the Davidians. And he was a self proclaimed messenger of God. You know, so with that comes ego. Right. And, and you start to see, you see in that clip, by the way, that was the first time I saw that clip. So you, like, you everything never cut. watched? Yeah, oh, I haven't wow. seen it. So that was uh, interesting to see that. It, it's it's, it's, you're like that all the time. Yeah, totally. That's, <laughs> it's that's intense. me in the morning. Yeah, the, every, no, but uh, I'm just, like, your character is so intense. And here's what's interesting is David Koresh, he's this character who is a great manipulator. And a lot of people don't realize to be a great manipulator, you have to be charming. You have to be charismatic. You have to be what many people would consider a nice guy doing really, really obscene and horrible things. But the people within his parish, many people would see as normal apart from the beliefs that they had. Right, and I think that goes with the purpose. And I think in that sense, he could give that purpose. It really does go down to like... He would tell you when to eat, when to, when they're going to have the sermons. And some of these sermons that not a lot of people understand, that they'd be an hour to 36 hours. Wow. So in the sense of testing these people, like they'd fall asleep, wake up, and still be in the sermon. Wow. And he's just, and when you're there in the compound, he's created this system of control. And this is a guy that comes from abuse and zero control. He left, right, right, left right. at 14, memorized the Bible by 17. So he has that over anybody on the planet. He could memorize, you know, the Bible at any point. He could come out with that. Which is something you so, did for the role as well, though. Didn't you learn scripture? Didn't you learn entire sermons? Like, you just had absolutely. it around your house, right? Yeah, so we, I mean, it was me and my best mate. And I'm not, I don't come from a religious background. And it was, it's just tough dialogue to begin with. Right. And obviously, you have to be beyond grounded. And if you see me second-guessing on camera... Yeah. We're done. Yeah. You, you know? Like, for, for God so, so like the world? Yeah. Sort of yeah. like it? The kingdom of what is yeah. going to come? Can, is it haven? No, yeah. I think it's heaven. Yeah, it's, yeah, I think it's, it's heaven. heaven. Go with heaven. <laughs> well, yeah. wait, wait, when you look at the parallels between uh, where America is now and where many Americans were back when the Waco siege happened, I found it interesting that many people were in a place of distrusting both the media mm. and the FBI. 
You see these stories of people back then saying, we don't trust these organizations. We feel like they don't tell us the full story. When the story does come out, it disproves a lot of what they say. And that happened with Waco. That happened with the, 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 the people in the parish. It also happened with people in the public at large. Right. Do, you, do you see how it's easy for people to, to, to begin to believe a narrative where they go, I don't believe anything that's happening around me other than what I know? Without a doubt. And I think that in 93, that's what it kind of encompassed in that sense of just The FBI was the media. So there was, they did block off the press. There's a three-mile perimeter around the compound. Wow. So from, obviously, the press to also, even when it was burning down, they didn't even allow the fire department to come and stop the fire. So you, you're dealing with, on both sides, you're dealing with somebody that's answering to God, and right. then you're dealing with the ATF who's answering to somebody that has an ulterior motive to the FBI. And so... That's the amalgamation between all the... It's a perfect storm, right, is right, what that right. was. And I think what I'm finding now, more than any other job I've ever done, and this is, I think, the fifth guy I've played that's, that's lived, I find with Waco, people are actually... Which I'm loving. They're doing their own research. They're formulating their own opinion right. on this. And they're asking questions. Instead of just coming and just making or someone telling them their opinion, right. that's what I'm loving about this. They're asking me, they're challenging my ideals or where I'm coming from, and, and I love that, to have that conversation, and we should. If there's one part of the character that stuck with you because you went so method, what would you say mm. it is? Like one thing you couldn't shake off in your life? Mm. Um, I still don't understand why... I, there's so many questions that are still there because right. he's gone. So, I, you know, he was shot in the head at the very end. And, like, to be a true martyr to, I, I, I don't know. It's just, like, it's tough to, I just can't understand why. Right, like, why didn't you, you know, obviously retrospect with the, you know, 21 children under 15 passed in the final uh, fire. And it's just, like, during that siege, forget retrospect, during that siege... Why didn't you just let most of... Keep your own kids. I somehow understand that right. because he was seeding the 24 elders that will take over the world. Right. That was the message. And diabolically, obviously, in my humble opinion. But right. it's like, I just... I don't understand during the siege why he didn't... They didn't go out in that sense. There are pieces, obviously, when you start, when the government knocks on your door with a 51-minute gunfight, there's no trust to begin with there for the next 51 days. Right. So I understand why they didn't come out in that sense. But during the siege with the children, I think that's something that I'll always have questions about. Well, it's questions that you have, questions that we have, but right. the show does a great job of posing those questions and uh, creating a great story. You're amazing awesome. in it. Thank, Thank you so you. much for being on the Thanks show. Thanks for having me. Wednesdays at 10 p.m. on Paramount Network. Taylor Kitsch, everybody. The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Ears Edition. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central and the Comedy Central app. Watch full episodes and videos at thedailyshow.com and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for exclusive content and more. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. 
Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the south side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply.